It's a Sunday in South Bend, Indiana, and Ohio State still won. Zach, how is it in Columbus, Ohio? Man, it was stressful. Uh, the celebrations were glorious. I feel like uh, everyone in Columbus is feeling it this morning, but my God, man, what a game. Well, it was a late night at Notre Dame Stadium for me as well, so uh, if our voices sound a little off, if my hair's not a 10, uh, so be it. Ohio State wins 17-14. This is the Sunday Blitz on the podcast. I I don't know what where to begin, Zach. I mean, that Ryan Day was as juiced up and fired up for a win as I've ever seen. We could nitpick a lot of things about it if we wanted to, but at the end of the day, Ohio State went on the road. They beat a top 10 opponent in a raucous atmosphere, uh, and they did it in pretty unbelievable fashion in the last minute. I absolutely love the way Ryan Day acted last night, right? Like, you know, you and I talk on this podcast, and so many people within the Ohio State fan base have always had criticism about Ryan Day, right? Well, the Ryan Day that everyone, the entire world saw last night, is the normal Ryan Day that you get behind closed doors at the Woody Hayes. Like, that's who Ryan Day is. And so when everyone, myself included, uh, current players, former players, when they come out and say how much they love Ryan Day and support Ryan Day, that's why all of America saw truly who Ryan Day is last night. And the way that team came back and fought, the way – that team was able to put together that last drive of the game and march down the field and put it in the way they did. I mean, that's Ryan Day right there. Like, that's who he is. And so many people this week were calling him out on toughness. Uh, obviously, you know, we could all talk about Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz and, you know, Ryan Day quoted Lou Holtz last night. Um, but, you know, there were so many doubters going into this game. I, I, I was talking to so many people Friday and, and yesterday before the game. I don't know if Ohio State has ever been more doubted in a game where they're actually favored, right? You looked at the line and they were favored all week long. They were favored even before the game. But there were so many people picking against them. And there were so many people talking negatively against them. And it's like, why? Why? And this Ohio State team, they, they went out and showed you that noise, that, that noise from Friday and Saturday before the game, that was taught. Those players knew about it. Ryan Day knew about it. You know, they want to come out and show a and send a message. And like you said, that game wasn't perfect by any means, was not perfect. But the way they came back and fought the entire game, the way they put in that last touchdown and ran it in. I mean, that's what this Ohio State team is. That's who Ryan Day is. That's what this program is built on. You know, you train all year long for those exact situations, and you saw them put it together, and you saw them execute. I think what's really cool about the last, I don't know, three minutes as a whole, Zach, is like the unique stories. Like Chip Trainum is the last one into the end zone. And that at this time a year ago, he was still playing linebacker after transferring back to Arizona State. Just looking at the Chip Trainum story by itself, we could talk about it for, you know, forever, 10, 15 minutes, how difficult, how cool, how rewarding all that stuff is. But you can go back almost on every single play before that. Kyle McCord having to answer the bell, uh, third and 19, fourth and seven. Julian Fleming being on the other end of a fourth and seven and, and his journey, his process. 
the defense even just trying to get the football back and and finally generating a little bit of pass rush in a situation where they had to have it and batting down a screen to stop the clock and JT Tuamolo out making a play like when you win a game like that Zach you've been a part of this you know for a long time on the field watching it as a fan all of it like to pull something out of the fire the way that that Ohio State did last night takes a bunch of really impressive efforts and if we peel back and we can say hey short yardage is probably still not great uh there's some things they have to work out the running game gave up some you know plays there in the third and fourth quarter a rushing defense I should say like yeah it's it's okay to to do that and we will uh in the week ahead there's an off date but there were so many extra efforts incredible efforts from a bunch of different guys with really cool stories and journeys that all had to make the biggest plays of their life to beat Notre Dame on the road like that Yeah, you you cut out it. You froze on me, Austin. But oh, I oh, was yeah, you, I was. Just, but you're good now. Right. I think you're good now. It's the it's the it's the service is out bend over there. But yeah, you couldn't be you couldn't be more right about that. I mean, the storylines uh, of the guys that all produced on that last drive. I mean, it's incredible when you know when. When the bell needed to be answered, there were multiple guys out there that were like, hey, put it in my hands. I got it, right? You talked about the pass rush, which we've uh, you know talked about on the podcast for multiple weeks now throughout the season. It was there late in the fourth quarter. You have Julian Fleming, who has battled a bunch of injuries, and some people would say hasn't lived up to the hype of being you know a five-star kid, making big plays. Right. Like there were so many things that and, and to cap it all off, we everyone's been talking about the short yardage issues at Ohio State. Right. Getting downhill and getting stuff. Well, guess what? Three seconds on the clock. You got to get one yard to win the game. And what happens? They get a touchdown. Right. So it's like, you know, all the things that everyone has been so negative on. We're all highlights. People were talking about Kyle McCord and, you know, we, we were even talking on here, right? Like, is he able to uh, – actually, I think our podcast last week literally was, is he the guy to stand up and be like, this is me. It's my time, right? I think that's what was waiting – or that's what uh, Ryan Day had been waiting on for so long to be like, put the ball in my hands. That's why there was a quarterback competition. Well, guess what? What did Kyle McCord do on the last drive? Last night, I mean, third downs, fourth downs, he made the throws that w- when they need to be made, he put them on the money, right? So it's like everything that we've been discussing throughout the first four weeks of the season all came to fruition last night of what you were looking for in this team. And this is that stepping stone. You know, so many teams um, have kind of that stepping stone win, right? Um uh, for my, for example, in 2012, we went on the road in week five and played Michigan State. And Urban has written books about it, how we all came together and just won that game and then took off from there, right? There's been other teams where you can go back to uh, 2014. It was the loss against uh, Virginia Tech and then the way they came back the following week and just started getting on that roll. 
And there are certain games that just take a team, the locker room, everyone around the program to the next level. And it has, it's every year, right? And I think this was that game. This was the game that takes everything and just elevates it, right? And it kind of sucks that next week's the, the, in Berm's word, the PTO week, right? It's not a bye week, it's an off week. Um, it kind of sucks because you want to build on that. But, man, this is that game that I think just elevates everyone within that program. It elevates this team to now this 2023 team can be really dangerous. I tell you what, Zach, I think that those Buckeyes uh, feel like the PTO week came at the right time. And that starts with Marvin Harrison's ankle. Once that adrenaline faded a little bit, I think that you know he was – he was not uh, sprinting to the bus on Saturday night as Ohio State left. I think he probably needs a time off. You look at a lot of these guys defensively, Lathan Ransom, the 13 tackles were all as physical as they possibly could have been. I talked to Kyle McCord after his press conference and walking back to the locker room. He was beat up, man. I mean, you can give Notre Dame credit for this. They looked like a top 10 team. It was a top 10 environment. Notre Dame Stadium was rocking. It was obviously hard. That was a physical, physical, physical game. And Ohio State was wearing some of that. No, no doubt. I mean, this Notre Dame team was good. I don't think anyone was uh, doubting that. You know, granted, I gave my score prediction of 38-17 because, um, honestly, I didn't give enough credit to the Notre Dame defense. I knew they were going to be good. I mean, look at last year's game, right? This is kind of the same defensive scheme, a lot of the same defensive players that Notre Dame had. They kept Ohio State and C.J. Stroud very, you know, at bay almost the entire game till late in the, you know, late in third into the fourth quarter. So I knew this defense was going to be good. I mean, Marcus Freeman's a defense-minded coach. He's, I, you know, they were one of the top-ranked defenses in the country, right? So you can give all the credits in their name, and they're good. I mean, they are really good. They're going to – they've got some big games. Granted, they've got Duke this week, and Duke's undefeated. <laughs> Look down the schedule with Clemson, with USC. They've got some big-time matchups that I think they're going to go in and, and show the country, like, what they can do. You know, there's still people talking about, well, you know, is it still Ohio State's offense that's not that great? They only, you know, put up 17 points, or is it two really good defenses? And I think it's the latter. Like, the defenses showed out last night, man. Those the, the the Ohio State Notre Dame offense are not bad offenses. Trust me, they will show a lot of other teams this year what they can truly do. But that Notre Dame team was tough. I mean, and going in there in South Bend at night, you know, the stadium was rocking, the atmosphere was crazy. I, I don't think you, uh, yeah, I don't think you you say, hey, listen, that Ohio State, like we should nitpick that victory and say, man, the offense still isn't what it is. It's, you know, Cal McCord might still, might not still be the guy. Like, I don't think we should have those conversations. I think the conversation should be, those were two stone cold teams that were just physical, came downhill and fought each other all night long. And the Buckeyes came out with a damn good victory. Yeah. the If there's a McCord conversation, which in the Ohio State locker room, there is not. Uh, and the guys after the game sort of laughed off any suggestion like that the offense didn't have the right leader. I mean, they they are fully behind Kyle McCord. And, you know, there was a drop, drop touchdown. If you're going to do the nitpicking part, I don't think Kyle McCord 
was causing many of those issues. He put that ball on a Mecca. Mecca's got to make that catch. Uh, when the protection was breaking down, I mean, there's not a lot that Kyle McCord can really do about that. He tried to scramble and extend some plays. He did that at times, try to keep Ohio State ahead of the chains. He made big-time throws, and he also did not wilt under the pressure. Fourth and seven, third and 19. Uh, I mean, those are the throws that you – that's what that's what you find out, what you have a quarterback. I mean, to say that um, this offense can't find another gear with Kyle McCord, I really don't believe that, and I, I know that Ryan Day doesn't either. No, I, I completely agree with you. And those throws were bullets. I mean, that third and 19, that fourth and seven, I mean, he put those right on the money. Those are big-time throws. Um, so, yes, I, I completely agree with you. And if you're looking at this Ohio State offense, they're going to take off. And, and from a defensive standpoint, that might be the best defense they're going to play all year. You know, Michigan's a, a really good defense, but, man, that Notre Dame defense, I don't think people are giving them enough credit for how good that team truly is. And you saw it last night. I mean, they're physical. They come downhill. And for Kyle McCord to stand back there, stand in the pocket, take hits all night long, you know, get the ball down the field when he really needed to late in that game. My God, what else could you ask for? I mean, Buckeye Nation should be should be standing on the rooftop this morning saying, thank God Kyle McCord's our guy. Because there's not many quarterbacks in the country. And I'm not saying this you know, just because it's Ohio State. There's not many quarterbacks in the country that can stand there and make those throws late in the game and stand in the pocket the way he did. All right, Zach, bring us home. Three and out on the Sunday Blitz. Who are your three Buckeyes that you want to honor from the win at Notre Dame? Number three, I'm going to give a little love to Trayvon Henderson. He played well, went over 100 yards. Um, you know, I think all of us on the podcast, all of Buckeye Nation, has been critical of uh, the run game and um, some of the way those guys have ran the football. But went over 100 yards. That 61-yard touchdown, unbelievable. Um, man, he just he, he showed out. I, I'm excited about the way he's playing. He's running tough. Um, he can obviously continue to get better and needs to get better, but played really well. Number two, I'm just going to say the entire defense. You know, the way they were able to hold that Notre Dame offense at bay most of the night. And yes, they weren't perfect. Yes, you know, in the second half, was the run defense as good as it was in the first or or where it needs to be? No. But that that Notre Dame offense is good, man. That offensive line can come downhill. They can run the football. Uh, I, you know, uh, Audric Esme is a great running back, is a freaking bull, and they held him at bay. And Sam Hartman's a good quarterback. He can throw it. Um, you know, and so what they were able to do and keep that Notre Dame offense at 14 points, they're the second star and the number one is Kyle McCord, right? It's the theme of our of our show this morning. Yeah. Kyle McCord, the way, and he wasn't perfect either, right? But uh, you can obviously see the trust that Ryan Day has in him now with a record amount of throws that he had last night especially on the road in that kind of game. But for him to lead that last drive and put the team, put the offense on his back and say, I got you, that's my number one star, man. He grew up last night in front of our eyes, and, my, and I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward. All right, can't argue with any of that. Can't argue with the result at this point. Ohio State goes on the road. They beat Notre Dame 17-14. I'm going to get out of South Bend, maybe find – uh, a little bit of internet connection where Zach can actually hear me consistently. 
yeah. and then get back with him and talk in Columbus, Ohio. A little bit of uh, rest coming, both on a later Sunday for both of us as we recover from a wild Saturday night with Ohio State and a week off. That PTO for the Buckeyes, well-earned. Uh, they will have next Saturday free, and then they will be looking towards Maryland, which could be a pretty big showdown if the Terps can handle their business for one more week. That'll be back in the horseshoe. Um, so there won't be a Sunday Blitz next week. We're both going to recover on our PTO, uh, but then we'll be back on that. Appreciate, as always, Zach Bourne with the insight. Anything else, bud? No, that's it, man. Go Bucks! It was freaking excited, excited for this team, and here we go. All right, 17-14, Ohio State's a winner. This was the Sunday Blitz with Zach Bourne. I'm Austin Ward. We'll talk to you later.